episode and this time we watched the piece that completes the saga god's not dead and this one is called god's not dead return of the king yes yes return of the king (laughs) actually a light and darkness but it is very similar to return of the king and it had too many endings (laughs) (laughs) and it's not even god's not dead three they decided to they had one or well the first one then they had two but not three so there's only one number in the whole saga, but for yeah. all intents and purposes, this is God's Not Dead 3. You know, I've heard there's a reason that they do that with the numbers, is because um, they don't want you to feel like you have to have seen the first and second one to see this one. Oh, and so, you, you didn't. So, yeah, in fact, you really You don't didn't. have to see any of them. But <laughs> yeah. this in, one... In fact, so, don't see any of them. If you're off to a great start, if... <laughs> The, the first one was about uh, Josh Wheaton. Who, was he in the second one? I don't think he was. But, okay, he does make he does have a part in this yeah. one. But the first one was about the kid debating his philosophy professor. Uh, old Man class, Radisson. Old Man Radisson about uh, the existence of God. And Josh Wheaton wins because he asks Old Man Radisson if, why he hates God. Yeah. The second one was about a teacher who said a very non-controversial thing in class and then all heck breaks loose and there's a court case and that one apologist comes in as a witness. Yeah, Lee Strobel. And he's so excited to be there. That's all I really remember about is that he was so I was so literally happy. thinking the same thing last night. Like The only thing about that movie I remember is him just sitting there like, um, what was that line from The Office that you used with Creed? Uh um. Oh, yeah, Creed, when uh, they're debating something and Creed's cutaway is just, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm just happy to be a, a part of it. Great minds duking it out. <laughs> and then the, the this third, well, at the end of the second one, which I didn't realize, but yeah, you, we, you had the uh, the moxie to sit through all the credits. No, I was, how'd you know? I think I looked it up on Wikipedia or something. Oh, okay. And the Pastor Dave, like the pastor of the church on the college campus... He gets arrested because he's refusing to turn over his sermons. Is yeah, that what the his, issue was? Like sermon yeah. manuscripts. Yeah, know. the state is trying to control sermon content, essentially. Mm-hmm. Or that's the what they're trying the idea they're trying to get across. So he gets arrested. In the beginning of the third one, we have Pastor Dave getting out of the slammer. Yep. And the whole like the conflict of the movie is that the campus wants to <coughs> demolish the church and they're trying to uh claim eminent domain on this church and there's also riots outside the church because i don't how did we get to this point do they make it clear why there are all these riots or not riots but pro the students on campus are protesting outside of the church something about inclusion or i'm assuming it's inclusion or I think that 
as you can already tell, this is going to be a very exciting episode based yeah. on how much of this movie we can piece together. Yes. Uh, I think what's happening is because the pastor got sent to jail, that church is now like a firebrand. Like people either love it or hate it. It's, you know, it's become a news story more than it's become a church. Um, and so people are, you know, protesting the right of that church to exist. And I feel like the college administrators are mainly just trying to be like, all right, we don't want this controversy, so let's just, you know, get rid of that church and we'll build a student center there. Yeah, which, un- understandable. There's just a lot of uproar. Yeah. But what happens is the church ends up burning down. Mm. So we have... Well, you can't just gloss over that. That's a major plot point. It involves multiple, multiple storylines... The church burning down. Yeah, but the the begin it does at pretty close to the beginning though. Yeah, we don't find out why it does till later on, correct? Because really? remember Jude. Oh so yeah, Pastor yeah, Dave yeah, has yeah. this uh, pastor friend who's from. Do they? I, he's from Africa, I think Kenya. Yeah, and his uh, he, he was the guy in God's Not Dead one. If you've listened to that episode or seen that movie, that he was going to Disney World with. Yeah, exactly. But they had all that car trouble. So Jude is the guy's name. You know what's sick about this? What? Sorry to interrupt. We're more interested in talking about the plot of God's Not Dead 1 in referencing it than we are about this movie. While I was watching this one, I wished we could be watching God's Not Dead 1. And that's... That's saying something. We're, you know, digging ourselves deep, deep, very, 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 very deep grave. Yeah. And so Jude, what happens is when they, they get to the church one night, they hear glass breaking and... um. Jude has just become a full-time staff member yep. at the church. He and Dave are really good friends. Yep. But they hear glass breaking when they're walking by the church, and they they don't see who it is, but someone threw something through the window. And then they go into the church. They go into uh, like a basement room, and Jude goes to uh, turn on the light, and there's some kind of a gas, gas leak. leak. Yeah. And so turning on the light ignites... The gas, there's an explosion, and Jude uh, is incapacitated. Dave pulls him out of the church, but then Jude uh, dies, <clears throat> like, right outside the church. It was, uh... It was a pretty... I, I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting any of that whole thing to happen. It was a pretty, um... Oh, it was the most action you'll see in the movie. Yes. <laughs> it was the exciting part of the movie. Yeah. And, and unexpected for a movie like this to do something like that, I guess. Yeah. And so Dave is very distraught. Yeah. And there's this fight with the administration. So he ends up, he ends up getting, his brother is a social justice lawyer. And he ends up getting his uh, brother to help him fight against the college administration. And I hate to admit it. But the only I I saw this actor playing this brother, and I was like, oh man, I recognize this guy from somewhere, and I couldn't remember where. Unfortunately, uh, I recognize him because Sex in the City has been on the TV in my house before, not because I was watching it, but I had caught glimpses of the show enough to know that this was the guy who played Aiden in that television show. I don't know what have I become. My sweetest friend, Ben. <laughs> and yeah, so he, I, was, I was disappointed in you. <sighs> I'm disappointed in myself. And so he enlists the help of his... Uh, Pierce is his brother's name. Yes. And they're fighting against the college. Uh, 
I don't know. This is a very unexciting plot. And there's also this girl, Keaton. Yeah. And uh, Keaton is this girl who goes to the college who apparently used to be a Christian, but is kind of lax in her faith now, I think. Yeah, because she's dating this guy who's not a Christian. And he's... I don't know, not directly, but also not passively trying to convince her to move on from that part of her life. Yeah. Because he did. He's like a, yeah. uh, an ex-Christian. What and so his, she hangs out with him. Name? Uh, Adam. Adam. And she, Keaton hangs out with Adam and his friends, and they all don't like Christianity. They have these discussions about... I don't even, I don't even remember exactly what the discussion... I just remember they were talking about how... Uh, Curious George doesn't have a tail. They, they were talking about the, the Mandela, Mandela effect. effect. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know what... I think the idea was like, oh, if so many people can believe this false thing that was never true, why can't that also be true of Christianity? Right. I think that was like the argument, basically. Yeah. And Keaton's also the narrator of the movie, right? Or she has voiceovers at the beginning and the end of the movie. Because the beginning, she's voice... I don't even remember what she said, but she's swimming and there's voiceover. Like, the movie starts with this weird... I don't remember this at all. Like, the opening sequence is just a dark screen and there's, like, sparks flying up. I guess referencing the church fire. And then she's narrating and talking about... Trials and difficulties. Interesting. You don't remember this at all. <laughs> oh, were we watching the same movie? Yeah, and that that's how it <laughs> opened. So she is the narrator, and she has a whole plot through the whole thing, but it's not significant, I don't think. Is it? I mean, I, I couldn't figure out what exactly... It feels like they were trying to subvert all of the things that they did in the first two movies, which I'll applaud them for that. Like, there is no... Like, big, you know, I've proved Jesus moment in this movie. Yeah. Like there were in the first two. Um, I gotta think about this movie now. Because now that I think about it, it may have been doing some things right. I think in terms of, like, of like just production, it was better than the <clears throat> other two. But in terms of substance, it was, well, I guess, about the same as the other ones. The reason I say that now is because... Like, it, it is breaking all of the Christian movie rules. How so? Bad things are happening. Yeah. There's no come-to-Jesus moment where it fixes everything in your life. Even after the good stuff happens, the good guys kind of lose. Yeah. Yeah, because they do end up losing the church. Yeah. Yeah, because Dave has to come to terms with the fact that, you know what, I'm just going to yeah. build another church. Huh. And that's, I guess that, yeah. So nothing, the, the university does win. That battle. And there's a whole... The whole battle for the church is back and forth. They talk with a judge and there's... <clears throat> you know, they show like that... Those proceedings. But Pierce and Dave have a tense relationship because Pierce isn't a Christian anymore. You know who, you know what they reminded me of? Those two? Uh, have, you ever read the, have you ever read the book Gilead? Yes. It reminded me of the main character of Gilead and his older brother. Oh, yeah. Who goes off to seminary yeah. and comes back and I'm like, those two reminded me a lot of that. Uh, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I didn't even make that connection whatsoever. <clears throat> um, so the problem with this movie 
in retrospect, to me, isn't so much what the plot is, it's just how it's executed. Yeah. Because it's so boring. It was. Yeah, I have an all caps at the, on the first page of my notes, dull. <laughs> It was on the first page, so and I mean, we checked at the time of the movie several times yeah. as we were going through it, even more than we did on like any other like, movie. Fireproof was pretty long, yeah, and I mean, this one wasn't. It was an hour forty-five, which a pretty average length, but yeah. we were just kind of wanting it to be over. <laughs> we almost didn't do this episode. Yeah, still, con- still considering it as we speak. <laughs> All right, so we have to. If it sounds like. We are not giving you a coherent, like, plot outline as we normally do. The problem with that is because there isn't really one. It's really hard to... Yeah. It's almost like it, the movie is a series of vignettes about these characters. Yeah. With no overarching storyline. Yeah. But basically, Keaton is dealing with the fact that, mm-hmm. as we find out in the movie, her boyfriend, Adam, was the one who accidentally set off the church fire. Yeah, he, so looking at, at Keaton's plot... Yeah, let's do that. She like is we did with uh, the, the first gods not dissatisfied dead. with. Uh, well, she's questioning her faith, but also doesn't want to be around people that are sort of encouraging that. And Adam and his friends are. So she breaks up with him, just telling him, "I need time right now." It's a pretty generic breakup scene, but Adam mad. It's so, it's not quite as good as Josh Wheaton's breakup in God's Not Dead One. No, not at when all. When his girlfriend is just like. Uh, we had a plan, and now you're a good guy who loves Jesus? I'm out of here. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so, Adam is mad because of the breakup. He starts uh, drinking rather heavily. He goes to parties. And I will say, the depiction of parties in this movie weren't, were not nearly as ridiculous as like the parties in like Gramps Goes to College. But... <laughs> There were more than three people at them. Yeah, there are more than three people. They're not just standing, staring at each other, going shot for shot with solo cups. Yeah. And Adam, on his way home from this party, he's real mad. He's with his friends, but they don't want to be hanging out with him because he's he's angry drunk. And so he, like, he finds protest signs and he's, like, throwing them around. Then when he gets to the church, he's in front of the retaining wall and he finds... Well, he finds a brick, a random brick on top of the retaining wall that doesn't really fit there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, look at this. And so he throws it through the window. He also, he also finds spray paint first and, like, paints the paints over the sign. The that's sign. right, yeah. And then after he spray paints, throws the brick <clears throat> through the window, we find out later that it hits a gas valve, and that's why the explosion happened in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so Adam does that, and... Uh, that's that's obviously the event that sets off pretty much the entire uh, mm. plot of the movie. So, Adam and Keaton, like, Adam, after Jude, the pastor, dies, Adam was, you know, distraught about this, obviously. Yes. And he goes to Keaton, he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And so they sort of reconcile over this thing that has happened, and... Does she tell him that he needs to say something or shouldn't say something? I know they have a conversation about, like, what I think, what will happen. I don't know, because Ke- after Keaton finds out, she does ask Dave if they found the guy yet. Because I remember there's a scene after she has that conversation. But uh, we also find out that Adam has a troubled past with the church. And it's actually a pretty legitimate thing that happened. His mom oh, yeah, was in yeah, an abusive yeah. relationship. And the church condemned her, mm-hmm. essentially. For getting the divorce. Yeah. And so, I did like that, that they 
it, it wasn't just it wasn't just it wasn't just somebody talking about like you really believe all those old myths and fairy tales yeah it was it wasn't just some you know atheist saying that they came to like so had some kind of rational epiphany the the, the atheists weren't just bad people like in God's Not Dead right. one yeah he it's a very legitimate uh he has like an grievance, actual grievance that he has yeah. oh man yeah you're making me rethink my opinion of this movie now yeah. I don't like that because it's so boring. <laughs> yeah, and then but the the plot with Keaton takes a big break in the movie because they focus on Adam and Pier or uh, Dave and Pierce. Yeah, and so I don't know that plot sort of goes to the wayside while Adam and Pierce or uh, Dave and Pierce yeah. are dealing with their the lawsuit and stuff, the lawsuit and their own <clears throat> past as brothers and. So one of should we move on to Dave's plot then, or do we save that one for last? I guess save that one for last. But besides Adam and Keaton and uh, Dave and those Pierce, are, the are those plots. the only two yeah, main I think so. plots? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So after so after all of that, we find out you know uh, Adam's the one who set the fire. Adam started the fire. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Dave is Thank just you. very conflicted <laughs> with what's going on. He wants to save the church, but he's also upset that somebody would do this to the church. And he wants to find out who it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in t- honestly, he goes to another church in the meantime. Um, and you remember he visits the pastor of the uh, one church. It's, a, it's a, a black pastor of this church. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh Dave is in in the throes of this lawsuit, and he uh, wants to find out who burned the church down. And he says to this pastor, I'm tired of turning the other cheek. And that pastor sets him straight. Mm -hmm. He was like, what does he say? It's like, I'm a black pastor in the Deep South. You have no idea how many bricks have been thrown through my church window. No, he says... There have been enough bricks thrown through my church window that I could build another church or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, again... Legitimate. Yeah, legitimate. It was a, a respectable scene. Because it, a lot of times, like with these movies, the conversations about any grievances people have, it's just people like patting each other on faith. the back and saying these weird, like, yeah. uh, mystical non sequiturs. And... Fear knocked at the door. Faith answered. It was no one there. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Dave also has a romantic uh, interest with this girl that works at the food bank. Yeah. And they at one point go to her favorite prayer spot. And he's talking with her about all of his grievances. Mm -hmm. And she's sort of like the... Sort of his cat... Like, catalyst sort of. Like, keeping him motivated to... Another another thing that happens throughout Pastor Dave's storyline is he keeps talking about how he's like drifting and struggling and he just doesn't mm-hmm. know where he's going or what's going on and he doesn't know how to cope with all of this stuff. Yeah, because his dad had been the pastor of that church as well. Yeah. So he's he he has the, the church is part of like the family legacy. Yeah. <sighs> I don't like where I'm coming down on this movie. Well, but... do tell. Well, I really didn't like it. I thought it was super boring, and it was. But it might be the best of the three. It might be (laughs) the least interesting in terms of, like... Like Because the first one, it was like, oh, they're having a classroom debate. 
And then the second one was like, oh, a court drama. Yeah, court drama. And this one... Nothing really happens. Nothing really happens, but... It's more of a character study. It kind of is, yeah. And... Huh. Yeah, I wish we could recount the plot with more big moments, but it's just a lot of... It's like the Joker of God's Not Dead movies. It's yes. Like the taxi driver of God's Not Dead movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> um, so yeah, <clears throat> Pastor Dave is struggling. I had sort of checked out at the point that he and his brother have like their big moment, so I don't know what actually happened there. Did they like reconcile? Well, or? I'm trying to. I think. I don't know. I don't know if they do or not because they have that argument, and Pierce at one point yells at Dave, "You broke my heart." Oh yeah, and I think that's because. Oh yeah, yeah Pierce. Yeah. Pierce grew up being like a quote unquote. Dave even says like he made Christianity cool. Yeah. He just had this way about being like acting out his faith that was just very appealing. But then Pierce drifts. I think he cites like. Just the pressure he felt from his family to continue doing that. And he says that even when he had questions about his faith, like, he was ridiculed for that, and, like, no one would actually help him deal with these questions. Again, very proper grievances. So it's like, the movie takes interesting, I think, very real situations that people find themselves in when they decide to leave the church, but it just... Yeah. There, there is no old man Radisson in this movie. No, no. Yeah, the I, the characters are more well rounded because Tom, the school administrator, is friends with Dave. Yeah, and uh, the whole movie presents Tom as like this guy is in a pickle. Like he has to help the he has a job at the university, but he also does feel bad about what's happening to Dave. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, universities, which. You said earlier, there's, like, violence happening because of it. Yeah. Maybe it would... It probably... It is, like, the... Uh, like, the... Seems like the ethically correct way to handle the situation. Because people might get hurt, and... I mean, a murder happened, mm-hmm. they think. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but, and yeah, then, so Dave wants to fight back, basically. Yeah. But that fight culminates when Dave shows up at the church and there's a construction crew there mm. without his knowledge. And so Pierce uh, runs to a Catholic church where he knows the judge that he knows is at so that he can get her to sign a uh, like cease and desist uh, order, court order. So it buys like a few more weeks of time for them to get their mm. uh, ducks in a row as far as the fight for the church is concerned. Do they really show any of the like courtroom proceedings? There's I mean, one scene with the judge where everybody's yeah. meeting with the judge, like the lawyers from both sides, Dave, Tom, mm-hmm. and then other than that, though, besides like Dave meeting with the administration near the beginning. Yeah, because I guess the movie sort of ends before any of the courtroom stuff would have actually happened. Yeah, he basically yes, because like the. The the thing the movie has too is a lot of news clips. They there's oh, a yeah. lot of news clips throughout it where like conservative conservative and liberal pundits both are like talking about what's going on, talking about like freedom of speech versus mm-hmm. uh, the university's right to you know get rid of the church. And one of them in particular, we have an appearance by the newsboys 
Like the newsboys are back in God's Not Dead Three because they were in the first one. Were obviously. they in the second one? I can't remember if they were in the second one. I think they were. I think, yeah, probably. They had to be. Yeah. These movies only get made because the newsboys are involved. Oh, no doubt. But the newsboys have this long thing on the news where they uh, defend what's going on. Uh, well, speak out against what's happening to the church. Yeah. Well, they're not really defending the church either. They're talking like that. The thing they talk about is the um, like suffering. So okay. the intersection of Christ's suffering mm-hmm. and our duty to suffer in the world based on those things. And they say, you know, like the cross is at the intersection of those two things. Um, which I think that was the point in the movie where I was like, oh, he's going to give up the church in the end. Yeah. Because yeah. I like you can sort of follow what they're doing with the movie. Yeah. They're sort of saying, you know, keeping your church doesn't really matter. Yeah, and one of the nails in the coffin for Dave is when he finds out that it was Adam who... Because Adam sends him an anonymous text message, I think. And so Dave confronts confronts him on the campus. Mm. And it becomes... Dave sort of, like, just gives him an angry shove, but he, like, trips over a bike rack or something. It wasn't... It was a... There were a lot more physics involved with the shove than Dave had intended. But then the whole university is like, look at this guy. Well, yeah, and he's like, you killed Pastor Jude, didn't you? Yeah. And, like, that's definitely Dave's darkest moment where he's just like, you know, he's at a loss. He doesn't know what to do at this point. He finds out that this kid that I think used to be a part of the church is the one who's guilty Mm -hmm. of the pastor dying. Uh, So he's, like, really angry about that. Um, Adam gets expelled because of it. But... Dave also gets condemned for shoving Adam because it kind of becomes like this viral thing. Yes. Uh, and so it culminates, there's more protests outside of the church that are spurred by this mm-hmm. quote-unquote violent outburst by Dave. Yeah. But he arrives at this protest, and this is the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He makes a, a speech, right? He t- he's talking to the people, and he, um, he says... Um, he tells them he has made the, he has made the decision that the church doesn't need to be saved, and uh-huh. he says uh, this building is not my church. And then they start passing candles around, and so I was wondering if maybe they're going to start singing Silent Night at that point, but they didn't. He gives a speech about faith, love. Yeah, he says, uh, "Let this candle represent peace, hope, unity, and love." Yeah. Um. Which, I now that I'm rethinking this movie, I'm not so sure that I care about this that much. But my first reaction to this was, okay, fine, but peace, you know, based around what? Hope in what? Unity around what? Like, those aren't just abstract things. Yeah. They're all based on something, but there's never really anything said about that. Yeah. Because it seems like the unity is the unity of us wanting to get rid of this church, which isn't really a thing to be united around. So I guess he's talking about the cause of the church. I guess. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not sure. That's the biggest issue is that there's no, there's nothing concrete about what what he said. It's just this Mm -hmm. very like mystical, Mm -hmm. like abstract, honestly, sort of crowd pleasing thing to say. But there's, I don't... What's so weird about it, he gives the speech, they light the candles, everybody's like, oh, wow, this guy 
isn't trying to just beat up college students. And then they also show social media posts. And one of uh, Adam's friends posts on social media that, wow, this guy's legit. I think he literally says that in his <laughs> posts. Like he posts a, a vid to Instagram and he's like, wow, this guy is actually legit. And he's talking about what the pastor said. Hmm. But again, the pastor just, Dave just says things that would please people like the crowd yeah but they don't know what it means really right. he doesn't really have any kind of deeper meaning behind it it doesn't seem like yeah i mean i think the best you can get from it is basically all right you guys win because there's all of this uproar i'm going to just you know let you have this mm-hmm. so that there's not any more fighting i think that's like the most like the the most optimistic you can get with it okay cuz it, it's not like you know, Christianity is true, and therefore I'm going to... Which, again, maybe this is a good thing. This is why I'm rethinking this movie now. I don't like this. Um, like, he he is losing here. Mm-hmm. And he recognizes that. Yeah. Uh, but maybe it's not really a loss. Right. Especially because the very end of the movie is him breaking ground for the new church. Yeah. So... I'm trying to remember, does, does he, he gets money for the church, right? I mean... Yeah. 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 So, he breaks ground for a new church, and I don't know. Now I'm kind of rethinking this, too, a little bit. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I, I, I'm still disappointed in the fact that his speech about peace, love, unity... I, yeah, I wish that speech were better. Mm-hmm. Like, actually talk, maybe talk about suffering and stuff mm-hmm. like that a little bit. Um, and how the community has suffered, things like that. that. That would have been better. I mean, at least it wasn't him making a speech that turns the crowd around and suddenly they all want the church to be built. Right. It wasn't a Newsboys concert. Yeah. But then again, what is? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, all right. So that pretty much sums up. Like that's the end of the story. Yeah, really. One last thing: when Adam is in jail, like he he gets turned in, or he turns himself in. I can't remember. Yeah, no. Whenever Dave accuses him, like he gets arrested after that. I don't oh, think, that's right. I don't yeah, think yeah. they explain. Oh, after why. the altercation. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they explain like why he actually got arrested, but but when Dave visits him in jail, he gives him Jude's old Bible, which. I can't decide if that's a, a nice thing to do or if that's just like a it kind of rub a it in torturous his face. thing to do. <laughs> like, oh, here's the Bible of the man that you killed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can see it I going can see either Tony way. Tony Soprano doing something like that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I couldn't decide. I guess obviously the his intentions are probably pure with mm-hmm. it only, but it just and I think like... the kid took it in the way that it was intended, which yeah. was this is forgiveness happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that's fine. Yeah. But I, I see what you're saying. It could go either way with that one. Like, torture the kid even more for what he did. Yeah. But yeah, he ends up not pressing charges. or Well, do they not press charges? Or do they just say, because it was an accident, you're not like in huge trouble? I can't remember if they specify about dropping charges or yeah. not. I know they, it, they at least don't charge him for murder. Yeah, yeah. Um... But that sort of covers it. So Keaton is kind of going through this crisis of faith. Adam. But we're shown that Keaton pulls through. 
Yeah. Because she posts on her Facebook, God's not dead. Yeah, that's right. So we know now that yeah. she is uh, has experienced some kind of healing or uh, just revitalization yeah. in her faith. Uh, Adam, does he end up kind of reconciling with the church or is he do they not really i think it's implied yeah or at least maybe that's the point is that dave takes the proper steps yeah maybe that's here's the thing again like some of this is like the plot points are maybe interesting and it is but i wish that maybe they would have taken dave into deeper depths than they did they don't you mean adam or no, Dave, like showing his struggle. Oh, it yeah. It just wasn't. It, it was, was better it, than normal. Yeah, but it was still very generic. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't. Like, his lowest point, according to the movie, would be when he accidentally shoves a kid onto the ground. Yeah. Which, I mean, I understand in the context of what he's fighting for, why, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem like he's. Yeah. But he does take the proper steps towards, like, forgiveness and reconciliation and right. all that so, which is good so um adam's storyline he's sort of recon- he's sort of i think he's the one who is most left up in the air yeah dave starts out struck well starts out like really confident in his faith coming out of prison and then things just go downhill yeah and then he has this you know dark midnight of the soul moment and then kind of com- comes back around in the end yeah uh Jude dies. Um, yeah. and that pretty much covers the the main characters. Pierce does not become a Christian, right? I don't think so. He just sort of. I think they reconcile in some way. Yeah, but, but not in the sense that he's just right. like having a come to Jesus moment, yeah. which realistic. Uh, and that's and then it ends with the groundbreaking, and that that's the movie. That's the movie. <clears throat> Uh, want to move on to the guiding questions? Yes, please. I mean, what's the first one? Did the movie handle its material well? Yeah. I th- okay. So as a movie, no. Yeah. Two it's, different ways to answer this question. As a sto- like, in terms of characters, yeah, I think it did yeah. a, a a better job than a lot of these movies often do. But the oh, it was drudgery to watch. Mm-hmm. Like there was no points that were real exciting. Interesting. No twists or turns or. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So, it didn't handle its material well in the sense that it didn't make a good movie out of the material. Yeah. which it The material itself was good, but the movie and what it, the end product was not. I think that, is that safe to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, should this movie have been made? In a different way. Yeah, this is how we always yeah, answer this question. Good yeah. concept. But, and I want to emphasize this great concept because it subverts all of the bad things about Christian movies. Or at least most of the bad things about Christian movies. Yeah. And tries to tell an actual interesting character story. Mm-hmm. It just failed to execute that properly. Yeah. So could have been made well, wasn't. Yeah. Um, who would you recast? I was thinking about this. We both said that construction worker who's like the foreman, Bill Burr, should have been that guy. Yeah. Just make him a little bit more angry and... A little louder. I think... Because we said Owen Wilson should play Dave last time. Yeah. But I think it should have been Paul Rudd. I think Paul Rudd would have been a great (laughs) uh, replacement for the actor who played Dave. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. Um, 
And pretty much none of the other characters matter enough to recast them. Yeah. It's, oh. <laughs> this movie was long, man. And this episode feels long, too. <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> nope. Uh, favorite quote, none. <laughs> there were there no, no quotable lines in nothing. this movie. Was there any moment in this movie where you laughed at something? Where you're like, oh, that was funny. No. There were, there were no moments in this movie that were interesting or good. No. Or funny. Like, nothing. Not even, like, laugh at it so bad funny. Nothing. This... Wow. It's just from the beginning. Yeah. And I was hoping it to have it to have some of like the charm and character of the other two. Yeah. Like those ones were for all their, you know, stupidity. Plethora of flaws. <laughs> they were, were fun. Yeah. They were so much fun to watch. This is interesting. Yeah. This but is like this the is... movie itself is not. <clears throat> Maybe that's why these Christian movies are so successful. And this one's not. Even though I think it's a better concept, it sits on a it's fence. Just, it's just not as much fun to watch. Yeah, like it, it's fun to watch. You know, the evil atheist get taken down by the good Christian college kid. Yeah, it's almost like a superhero movie in a sense. Mm-hmm. It's not fun to watch a character study. It can be. Uh, yeah, well, it can but, be. It yeah. wasn't fun to watch this one. <laughs> All right, so no favorite quotes. No, I, I can't this thing even Omega Code had some yeah fun quotations, but this, I mean, God's not dead. The first one, I can remember the quote that I would have. I think probably did use, which is, um, they jump out of the car when Old Man Radisson gets hit, and he's like, uh, he's bleeding internally. All of his organs are crushed. <laughs> They're just looking at his body oh. from the outside. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no favorite quotes for this movie. Wow, that's crazy. That's nothing, nothing. All right, I don't think we've ever not had a favorite quote before. No, but I really see if I wrote anything down. I mean, oh, okay. When <laughs> I don't know why, I think we both kind of laugh. But Josh Wheaton has a scene where he's talking with Pierce about eminent domain, and Josh makes the, <laughs> the, the, the just makes the statement, I studied property law in grad school. And I remember just thinking, oh, he went to grad school. <laughs> this this does remind me of the line that at least, like, I had some reaction to, mm-hmm. which was I, I was eating a slice of pizza, and Josh Wheaton was like, well, Jesus was the ultimate social justice warrior. Oh, that's right. I choked yeah. on my pizza. <laughs> a couple of the Josh Wheaton coming through clutch with yeah. the uh, the quotations yeah <laughs> alright so would you recommend this movie no 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 not worth it it really isn't I mean it's not even worth it to finish the storyline of God's Not Dead mm-hmm. like it just doesn't matter no well, it-, it was a plot point in the second one that was that solely existed for the purpose of setting up the third movie. They didn't that the the plot of having to fork over their sermons to the state didn't bear any meaning on the second movie, did it? I guess a little bit with like state the state controlling what Christians <clears throat> can say. Yeah, I don't but know. really, all it was was set up so they could make a third movie. Yeah. Um. Hmm. At one point, too, Pierce says to Dave, there's nothing in your fridge but moldy casseroles. 
I don't understand. Why does like a, why a, does he have so many casseroles? He's like a single pastor. Oh, okay. The women of the church are probably always bringing casseroles. That's true. Over. Yeah, I made you a plate. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Made you a plate. All right. Did anything in this movie knock your socks off? Absolutely just not. Just the lack thereof knocks <laughs> yeah. my socks off. I just I, for, like five minutes in, we wanted the movie to be over so bad. <laughs> we thought about yeah. There was no one point. <laughs> We were about two-thirds of the way through, and the whole movie was an hour 45, but we looked at the right side of the screen where it said an hour 45, and we thought for a minute that that meant there was an hour and 45 minutes left in the movie, and... I almost gave up. Yeah, and then a couple minutes later, you were like, if we're not over two-thirds of the way through this movie... we, We are done. We are finished. We are not watching the rest of this movie. <sighs> but we had to complete the saga. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So nothing knocked our socks off. No. Who was this movie made for? People that saw Gods Not Dead 1 and 2. I think this movie was made for people like us who complained about the problems in Gods Not mm. Dead 1 and 2. It's a band-aid. And they were like, all right, let's try and do it right this time. Okay. So we'll change up the scenario so that, you know, it's not just... The evil atheist versus the good Christian. We'll actually get into characters and explore them, Mm -hmm. and you know, try and like fix the problems that we had with the first two. But it'll never, you it'll never compete with the first one. Yeah, but just too much. We do have an appearance by the Newsboys in this one, and then the very end of the movie is the front man from the Newsboys debriefing about the movie and. promoting the God's Not Dead app. Yes. Which and he also he also encourages people to post on social media with the hashtag God's Not Dead. Yes. So just like the first movie, there is some kind of challenge or um, <clears throat> yeah. social media uh, movement that's encouraged. But I guess that knocked my socks off. I was not expecting that to happen. It was almost it was a lot like the end of that Billy Graham movie. I was movie. just about to say that. Yeah, it was almost like the end of the Billy Graham movie. Yeah. Right? He, like, debriefs you after you've seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think this movie was made for people who were dissatisfied with the first two, for the reasons hmm. we've talked about. But they couldn't execute it. Yeah, they just they didn't just execute it well. But I will applaud them for the attempt. I think that I might... No, I can't say that I think this is the best, because the first one's just so much fun. Yeah, there's... I think it... There's a Chick-fil-A reference, I believe. Is there? Well, I don't know. There was, Duck Dynasty was in it. Newsboys Oh, that's right. Yeah, you can't it, beat it the first one. Amazing. You can't beat the first one. Like, archaeologists are going to dig up that movie someday. Yeah. It's and, got Newsboys. It's got yeah. Duck Dynasty. That's the evangelical yeah. church's uh, ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. They're legacy of art that they leave behind yeah all right well how would you rate this movie oh man i'm trying to think of what an appropriate scale would be Mm -hmm. do you have any i think that i would go with four out of 12 bricks through a window okay four out of 12 bricks i'll go with i think three out of 11 spray paint cans i yeah, that seems fair. Some things I don't, I don't know. This movie was weird. Yeah, I didn't care for it. 
Me either. <laughs> I think that's the, the conclusion of the matter right there. I didn't care for this movie. Oh. Um, we didn't have any emails, so thank you for, for uh, tuning in and sending your emails. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> We're on Twitter at Better Day Cast. Yep. You can email us at uh, betterdaypodcast at gmail.com. And any final words, Ben? I'm not going to kill you. It's just the end of the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that that's it. All right. Dream on, dreamers. <laughs>